0: Good day to everybody, and yes, this is Passover weekend or Easter weekend, depending on what you like to call it. I prefer the Passover, past Naviak, and yeah, we are still in lockdown, a lot of new developments, two weeks extended, but as we said, the word of the Lord will continue, and we will continue to share as God lays on our heart. So very welcome to everybody that will be listening, watching. May the Lord richly bless you today. This is a great privilege to continue with this great weekend. The greatest, greatest development ever in history. Today, if I've got to give it a word, I want to call it the greatest three days in history. So let us pray. Father, thank you that we can still celebrate in Our homes The wonderful Passover time As Christians Thank you that we can celebrate The greatest event In our Christian calendar The death The burial And the resurrection Of our Lord Jesus Christ Father Thank you That you loved us so much That you sent your only begotten son and that, that, that we can today rejoice that it was that act of love that we can celebrate even this time. Father, bless everybody who's listening, who's watching. And those that are in lockdown, that are struggling financially, battling with the prospects of the future. May you strengthen us and encourage us today through your word, O oh Lord. That this life is but temporary, and that you have everlasting life. And I praise you for this, Lord. Speak to us, minister to our hearts, I pray. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Guys, I really want to just welcome you. We said that this Easter is going to be different. This is home time. This is in my home. And it's a great privilege to share from our house, our home. I said last week that the Passover and the history of the Passover was in Egypt. We spoke, just touched on it last week, about the blood on the doorposts and the meal. The lamb or the goat that they had to eat and completely eat it finished and burn the rest that was over and be prepared for the journey. It was interesting that that Passover was not part of a great big feast and celebration, and it's right that we celebrate. But as we come today and we're celebrating the Easter weekend, or today specific, the Resurrection Sunday, with Jesus standing up out of the grave, then it is a celebration. But we've been forced to not Have the sound, the music, the lights, the big conferences. This year, interesting all across the world, we will be in our homes reflecting deeply on the greatest gift that God could give, His one and only Son. And so as we kick off today, I would like to share the word starting from Good Friday through to Resurrection Sunday. I want to break it in three parts and add one block post Resurrection Sunday. So we'll speak about the first block, sacrifice, the second block, the life now, on earth today, the life in Christ. And then the third block, which is part of God's plan, is called life eternal. Or the life after this life. Do you know that as we finish off this morning. You will see that when God so loved the world. That he sent his only begotten son as the lamb of God. God had all three blocks prepared. The block of the sacrifice. The block of the life of the Christian who accepts Jesus now. And then the glorious. The actual great celebration that will be is the life after with the Lord forever and ever. And all of that is condensed into this one huge event in the Christian calendar, what we call Easter, but it's more the Passover celebration. Easter's been watered down a lot. Easter, they say, is just family time. It's Easter bunnies and chocolates. No, 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 no. It's the greatest event in history that God has touched And made a way where man could make no way. Man can make family time. Man can give their children sweets. But man cannot build his own salvation. God sent his son. And that's why we will celebrate this appropriately. Today's service time might be a little bit extended. Because as you see we are going to celebrate Holy Communion as well. And so let's kick off with the first block. I'd like to start and just in that say that often when you think of Easter or the Passover weekend, so often in the Christian calendar we have a um, a play, we have a, a, a story of the cross and Jesus' robe and they took bets who can can get it, the, the whippings, um, we speak about the, 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 the uh, betrayal of Jesus, and we speak about Pontius Pilate, and that's all history. That's, that's why we have to go and read Matthew 26, 27, and 28, just to get the basic story of the build up to this Good Friday. But that story, the build-up, isn't the crux, the essence of the Passover event. wasn't the tearing of the cloak and and throwing lots to get it and and the spitting in Jesus' face. And we feel all emotional about it. That is terrible. It's tragic. But that was part of a build-up to this amazing event that God wanted to get man back for himself. If Easter ends with only... He he was crucified and he had a crown of thorns. And uh, shame, he suffered. Then you've missed the great depth of the Easter. Because the depth goes beyond. It was the purpose of the suffering. Why did he go through that suffering? That is the purpose of the Passover celebration. And so with that in the background, I'm going to use a few scriptures on the sacrifice block, a few scriptures on the resurrection Sunday block, and then we'll go into Holy Communion. So keep in mind, I'm not ignoring the story of history where Mary came and the grave was open and and he appeared to his disciples. That you can read as the the story of Jesus after his resurrection. We're just going to go into it a little bit, the word of God today. I'd like us to start with the first scripture that you'll see will be put up. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 and the emphasis is on verse 7, the B part. Remember this is the Passover weekend. We start off by saying and I'll just read the whole verse but the emphasis is the last part. Clean out the old yeast that you may be a new batch. And then he says, interesting, the Apostle Paul, you are indeed unleavened. Then part B, for Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Friend who's watching, Jesus, it's true, is a good man. But Jesus went further than being a good man as the Son of God. In Afrikaans it says, lovely, Ons paaslam for ons geslag, namelijk Christus. Ons paaslam. Think of Egypt and Israel. The pass of a lamb that was slaughtered and his body and his blood. He ate his flesh and they put the blood on the doorpost. They were saved from the plague of death. And what happened is, Jesus is called exactly the same. You are indeed now unleavened for Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. Jesus on the cross wasn't just a man who died. He was a lamb of God sacrificed for what? In Egypt, they were sacrificed to escape something and be set free later. Jesus came that we would escape eternal punishment, hell and damnation, Escape the curse of sin if you accept that sacrifice. So that's where we're going to start. That's why it's called Good Friday. Yes, it's a sad Friday, but it's a good Friday because it's so good that if that lamb never came and wasn't sacrificed, we wouldn't have had the victory that we have today. We wouldn't have escaped that death that was his plan for every human being because of his sin. All of sinned and falls short to the glory of God. When Jesus was sacrificed on the cross, it's interesting that Jesus suffered for six hours. You can read that in Mark 15 verse 25, that at nine o'clock he started the crucifixion. And at three o'clock the afternoon, he was finished and he had passed away. Six hours of sacrifice, six hours of what we would call slaughter Punishment, suffering. It was a Good Friday only because God's a good God and he made a way for us. It was a terrible day of suffering and pain of an innocent man. So that's part of Good Friday, the first block. The next verse that I'd like to share, we're going to go through a few verses just to build a good foundation for us who are watching. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. It says, for Christ also suffered for sins. Think of that six hours. Christ suffered for sins once and for all. No more sacrifice left. No more lambs coming. No more another savior, another Adam. It was the last Adam. Once and for all, the righteous one for the unrighteous, that he might bring you to God. Friends, do you know why Jesus died? It wasn't because he didn't have something better to do. Not at all. He died so that God might bring you to himself. Jesus died, it says so, that he might bring you to God. He was willing to pay that terrible price to bring you and me to God the Father. I think that's awesome. And then it says, After being put to death in the fleshly realm, but he was made alive in the spiritual realm. Yeah, you start seeing a little bit of a doorway into the second block of my life after Good Friday, after Resurrection Sunday, that he made us alive in the spiritual realm, because he was made alive in the spiritual realm. He was put to death in his flesh, but he was made alive in the spiritual realm. To bring us to God. Isn't that beautiful? John 1 verse 29. It's the the prophet. John the Baptist. And yeah, we see this all time. There's so many verses. I just had to choose to break it down. John the Baptist. John 1 verse 29 he sees Jesus. The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him. And he said, Here is the Lamb of God. Interesting. He didn't say, Here is the powerful Son of God, which he was. He didn't say, Here is the, the Lion of Judah. Later he said, I'm not even worthy to untie the Lamb of God's sandals. Lamb, sacrifice, Passover, suffer, For freedom, Yah is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. My friend, just to stop short, that—that sin has been dealt with. The Lamb has taken away the sin of the world, and so I just wanted to start with the Good Friday. The six hour suffering and the picture that you can have in your mind of it is a lamb of God who suffered and died so that you could be free. Now we're going to the second block of Resurrection Sunday. And this is the interesting part. Did the six hour suffering really mean anything? If there wasn't the resurrection Sunday, then the Good Friday and the six-hour suffering would have been in vain. But the beauty of the story of our Christian faith, the joy that we have as Christians, is that that Lamb of God, that suffering servant who died on the cross, He actually did resurrect on the third day. And that is where our Christian hope is. Is, is any human being could go and suffer for six hours, shed his blood and make a statement that he's now suffering for you. And these people have suffered, but our Savior suffered his blood and his suffering was accepted by the father because he was innocent and he was resurrected on the third day. And now as the Christian, when I accept Jesus, that is where there's a new part of the story, the second block. My faith is starting to be released into There is the resurrection power of Jesus. Therefore, I can live a new life. I can live a life of freedom. I can live a life of of the purpose of that sacrifice has been that God would deal with the sin, deal with the curse. And I can accept Jesus. I can accept his resurrection life. And I can actually start experiencing a resurrection Sunday as a permanent part of my life. Isn't that exciting? Resurrection Sunday as a part of my life. The second block, Resurrection Sunday, is a new life available in Christ for us till we pass. And that's why Easter, Passover weekend, is actually something we can celebrate continuously. It's not once a year calendar event. We can break bread and have communion daily because of thank you for Good Friday. Thank you, Lord, that you rose from the dead. And today in this life, I can actually live. I can even live through lockdowns. I can even have hope through difficult times because my Lord is alive. And so we go into the second block, Resurrection Sunday. You see, our hope and power lies in the fact that he's raised from the dead. He goes further than just a good teacher. He goes further than just a good man with a good heart. He's the Son of God who is sinless. He's the co-equal with God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And that's where we put our faith. And so we start with Matthew 28, verse 5 in the second block. Life today. Remember that. Life today. But the angel told the woman, here we are now. At the grave, but the angel told the woman, Don't be afraid because I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Good Friday. I know you're looking for this wonderful man that you walked with, that you loved, that that you served, that did miracles. I know that you are looking for the Jesus who was crucified, but the angel says, He is not here. The sacrifice has been done, the works fulfilled, but He's not here anymore. He has, verse uh, 6 says, he's not here. He has been resurrected. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Mary, and, uh, come and have a look. Yes, this wonderful man was crucified. But you know what? He was and is the Lamb of God. He has raised. He's resurrected. Come and see. It's empty, the grave. That's the joy that we have as the Christians who live the resurrection Sunday. We don't live in Good Friday. We honor Good Friday. We're thankful for that lamb and the sacrifice. And we will proclaim his death until he comes. But he's done this, that we can live a resurrection life. He didn't do that, that we'll just sit there and say, oh, it was terrible what he suffered. Yes, it was. That's why we remember it. Special to God the Father because He's the Lamb. But God the Father gave the Lamb so we can be free. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 17. Listen how beautiful he says. And if Christ, this is Apostle Paul writing. There the angel said Jesus has resurrected. Then Apostle Paul later writes and he says. And if Christ has not been raised. Your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, your faith is worthless. So friend who are watching, friends all over, I want to say, my faith is not worthless. Why? Because I believe in my heart, Christ was raised from the dead. And I'm not bound and caught in the state of sin any longer. I can still miss it. But because of his resurrection, my faith is worth something. And I'm no longer just stuck in my sin. He set me free for this life. If you and me can just say together, that is good news. And so from... 1 Corinthians 15 verse 17 that said your faith is worthless if you're still in your sins. We move to the next verse that is beautiful where it's going to start building into the, 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 the third block. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 it says praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. There's a beautiful new part of the scripture. According to his great mercy. There we he sent Jesus. According to his great mercy. He's given us a new birth into a living hope. Living hope. In this life, second block, live with a great living hope through what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because of his resurrection, he's opened up a way of a new birth into a living hope. And then he says in verse 4, and into an inheritance. That is imperishable, uncorrupted, unfading, and kept in heaven for you. Friends, I'd like to just just touch on a little bit of a recap. The angel said, don't be afraid, he's resurrected. Paul says, if he wasn't resurrected, our faith would be worthless. We'd still be in our sins. And then Peter comes in and he says, praise be to God the Father, according to his great mercy. He's given us a new birth, a living hope through that resurrection. That's why we celebrate Easter or the Passover. And now he's given us a resurrection from the dead and he's placed us into an inheritance. Imperishable, uncorrupt, unfading, and it's kept in heaven. For us, that's the hope of the eternal life with God the Father. I want to just touch on one part of the third block, and that's the life after. And this is very, very important what I'm going to share with you today, friends. Jesus said in John 11, verse 25, Jesus said, her I am the resurrection and the life listen to this the one who believes in me even if he dies he will live I just want to stop with that third block because that is the joy of the hope we've had birthed into a living hope of a new life set free now. But if I die physically. Jesus said I am the resurrection and the life. And if you believe in me. Even if you die. You will live. You will live forever. And that's the hope that we have as the church. To just say this. The pressure we are all going in. With the lockdown and it's putting pressure on us in this life. But if you're a believer, you have hope for eternal life. Our struggles, we believe this one, last forever, yeah. But we can't determine how long you'll struggle. But one thing I can be sure of, because of the resurrection of Jesus, there is a wonderful life waiting for me, an inheritance, unfading glory. And that's why it gives me strength to go through the now because there's something waiting. But when your whole life is locked up in the now, your finances, your work, your home, when everything is, that's your final destination, is the now, then you've lost hope. What does Passover weekend mean to you at this stage in your life? Is it a once a year church event? But then I had to ask myself the question, what does the Passover Three days mean to God, the Father. And I want to tie up into the same value that God has. Because then my life is starting to mean a great deal. I am the resurrection and the life. As we close off, which is just relevant today, we're going to close off with Holy Communion Or the breaking of bread. There is so much verses and scriptures around this that I can't even touch on it. But if you're at home and you're watching this on on YouTube, I'd ask you maybe to get bread and grape juice and put it on pause. And join us as we celebrate Holy Communion. Because Jesus wants us to remember his death as much as he wants us to embrace his resurrection. Matthew 26 verse 26 down to 29. And again you'll see the the three blocks in one when Jesus was busy with his disciples. He says as they were eating Jesus took bread. He blessed it. And he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. Interesting. He took bread, broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. First block. And he said, take and eat it. This is my body. Interesting. Think of the first block. Good Friday. Crucifixion. Passover. Suffering. Suffering. Then he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave thanks to his father. He took the cup, and he said, drink from it, all of you, drink. For this is my blood. And then he made a profound statement. He said, starting with block two, this is my blood that establishes the covenant. In Corinthians, he says, this is the blood in the new covenant. But he says, yeah, this is the blood, my blood, that establishes the covenant, that second block, that you, the lost, can come into this covenant with God. Look how beautiful the Lord builds up. He says, for this is my blood that establishes the covenant. He says, it is shed for the forgiveness of sins. And then he says a very profound thing. But I tell you from this moment, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it in a new way, a new way in my father's kingdom. Now, this really blessed me when when I was preparing. Sure. And I get emotional with that. I tell you from this moment, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until that day. What day? When I drink it in a new way in my Father's kingdom. And guess what he ends off with then? He says, with you. That's the third block. He says, I'm going to suffer my body, my blood. But this, I'm going to establish a new covenant for you to live in, on this earth. A new life, a new hope. You must accept Jesus. Accept me as your Lord. Accept my work. Accept I'm the only way to the Father. Accept that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And get that new covenant established in your heart. And I'm not going to drink it again with you. You will celebrate this. But there's coming a day, the marriage feast of the Lamb, the Lamb. The marriage feast of the Lamb is a great celebration one day going to be in heaven. And he says, then I will drink of that cup of the vine again in my Father's kingdom. And he says, interesting thing. Yeah, this blessed me. He says, I'll drink it with you. Guys, Passover weekend is much deeper than a play. Or a church just putting on a concert, which is beautiful. But the Father's heart was that we'd understand the three dimensions of the Lamb, the covenant life, and the eternity with our Father. That was our Father's heart. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 26 won't be on the board, but it says the following. It ends off with this. He says, you proclaim... The Lord's death until he comes. That's why we celebrate Holy Communion so often. I'd like to say, if you're sitting at home and you've paused and you've read Matthew 26, where Jesus said, take and eat, that you would take and remember that first block as the lamb, the Passover lamb of God. And take and eat in remembrance of what the Lord has done. And then take the cup. And in your own simple way say, Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. that is shed for the forgiveness of the sins of many, including me. Thank you that your blood cleanses my conscience, separates me, washes away my sin. I take and do this in remembrance of you and I proclaim your death until you come. When we speak of the body, we speak of the blood. When his body was torn, The curtain opened of the temple that you could go in and fellowship with your father. It was no longer access only to a few. The Bible says in Peter he bore our sins in his body. Those six hours he took the sin of mankind. When we come to the blood it says that he's brought us with his precious blood. He's freed us. He's justified us. He's cleansed us. He's made us overcomers. That's all the scriptures we won't do. You can do your own study. There's so much in the Good Friday to celebrate that he's done. And he says, now you have a new covenant. Accept me as your Lord. Make me your king. Invite me into your heart and see how your life will change. How I'll explode eternal values. And treasures in your heart. As we close off this morning, I'd like to end off for whoever's watching. And man has not changed through all the years. Jesus died, it was very sad. He was resurrected. The woman came and testified back to the disciples, yet, one was Thomas, and he never was with. And he doubted this whole thing. Jesus, he wasn't there when Jesus had showed himself. He didn't believe. And then eventually we see that Thomas came into contact with Jesus again in his glorified body. And he was convinced that Jesus the Messiah had had been raised from the dead. Today we are filled with skepticism when we think of faith in anything unseen is like taboo. But my friend, as I close off, you've got the choice to believe what you want to believe. You can believe that your strength is your your finances and your economy. You can believe your strength is your culture. You can believe your final destination is your family. That is all your choice. But I want to put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ by choice. Thomas had the privilege to actually feel and touch the wounds of the resurrected Jesus. You and me won't. We do this by faith. But I'd like to close off with this verse that Jesus said to him. Jesus said in John 20:29, 20, "Because you have seen me, you have believed." Well done. But then he says, "For us, but those who believe without sin, that's us. those who believe without sin are blessed." Friends, may you have a blessed Passover weekend. May it be a celebration by faith that you've accepted and you're serving the living God that you've not seen. You've never put your fingers into his wounds. But you believe you will be blessed. And whatever comes our way, Please never forget from today. Yes, we do our best in this life, the the second block in the new covenant. But there's a third waiting for us. The life eternal with God, with a great inheritance and a great feast that will come. May God bless you on this time. Bless your family. And let us pray together. Dear Lord, thank you that you sent your only begotten Son. Thank you, Jesus, that you were obedient. And for the joy set before you, suffered that sacrifice, that cross. Unexplainable to us. Hours of pain. Of dealing with not only the physical pain, but the spiritual sin of the world. That you took it upon yourself that you who had no sin became sin, that we could become the righteousness of God through you, Christ Jesus. Thank you for your body and blood that's ushered in uh, in a new covenant, that we can accept that and accept you, Jesus, as our Lord and our Savior. But thank you that you've given us a new birth into a living hope of being eternally with you With an unspoilt, beautiful inheritance. And I give you praise and glory. I pray today for the government, the decisions it's got to make. Us who's got to obey and sit in lockdown. Us who are frustrated maybe with finances, with work. Lord, I pray that you will undertake in every family and every person especially watching that you will strengthen them in their inner man to go through the season with you and also knowing that this suffering we are facing is not a patch on what you went through, Lamb of God. We praise you and we worship you today for your wonderful sacrifice, your wonderful new life and your wonderful hope. All to your glory we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, have a wonderful week, and um, please be safe. Amen.